What follows is a uh, summary or recapitulation of a talk I gave uh, right after the beginning of the three weeks on the Parsha of Pinchas, which is really two, uh, two Torah readings ago. And I believe that I discovered uh, a very important insight into the nature of the three weeks and the kind of spiritual work that we're supposed to be undertaking during this period of time meaning what is the loss that we're dealing with, what is the deficit that we're trying to compensate for, what is the problem with the uh, destruction that we experienced on the 17th of Tammuz, which kicks off the three weeks leading up to Tisha B'Av. So I approached this by addressing a problem in the Chumash. The problem is that when the Torah describes the Karban Hatamid, the daily offering that was offered every single day in the Beis HaMikdash, morning and evening, um, the Torah describes it twice, which means that way back in the Book of Shmos, Book of Exodus, in Parshas Tetzaveh, which is talking about actually the um, induction and the uh, dedication of the Mishkan, the Torah describes how to dedicate the altar, the Mizbeach, and there the Torah describes the Karban Tamid, and it says, One goat is going to be done in the morning, the other one, the second one is going to be done in the afternoon. That exact sentence, almost literally letter for letter, appears again in Pinchas, where the Torah describes the daily offering, this carbon tummy that we're talking about. So why is it repeated? Why does it appear twice? So this is something that almost all the Rishonim have to deal with. Rashi says that it's repeated because the first time it's described, it's really only for the miluim. It's only for the dedication ceremony. Whereas the second time it's talking about Lodoras for throughout the generations. So this is something that where the Torah is now telling us that this carbon tumid should be offered every day, whereas back there it was only describing the um, consecration process. The Ramban objects to that strenuously, and it seems on very strong, strong grounds, because the Ramban points out that if you look in the first appearance of this description of the carbon of the sacrifice, it says, Lidoro Sechem, throughout your generations. So whatever the Torah is describing there, it says to do it always. It says, Lidoro Sechem. So how could Rashi say that the first time is only describing the consecration week, and then later, and the second time in Bamidbar and Pinchas, it's describing the obligation every single day during the existence of the Beis HaMikdash, when in the first appearance of this description, it says, that's the Ramban's question. So, I approach this by answering the contradiction in this way. I noted that in the first version in Tetzaveh, the Torah describes the Karban as Tamid, which is translated probably as eternal. And Rashi says Tamid means that there's no day that interrupts there's no day that you go without it, so that um, it's a constant reality every single day um, without interruption. The point is, 
that there's no hesachadas, there's no interruption or removal of your focus. You're, it's a constant. Whereas in Pinchas, in the second version of this description of the sacrifice, the Torah says, Bamoado, at its proper time. And there Rashi says, every day should be considered its proper time. Now Rashi seems to be telling us that there are two dimensions to the carbon tamid. One is that it, it, there's never a day when it's not done. And the other one is that every single day brings with it a new obligation for that day. Put another way, the first time the Torah is telling us that the carbon tamid, the tamid sacrifice, is supposed to be offered without cessation. There's never supposed to be a time that you're not offering it. It's a constant. It's an always kind of a thing. The second time, the Torah is telling me something else, which is that every day I should look at today as kind of like regarding the sacrifice. Today is like a special day. Today's obligation is unique. It's not yesterday's obligation. It's not tomorrow's obligation. It's today's obligation. Every day you have a new obligation. Similar to on Shabbos, you have some an obligation for a, a carbon that you didn't have on Friday. And on Rosh Chodesh, you have an obligation on that day for a carbon that doesn't appear any other time. And on Yom Tov. And indeed, in Pinchas, the description of the Tamid kicks off a list of all the special carbonas that come at certain specific times. So the first one, the Tamid, actually comes at a specific time, today. Every day it's a new day, and today I have a new obligation. So the difference between the two paragraphs is that the first one describes always, and the second one describes newly each day. Always means that there's a constant awareness that I have of Hashem and a constant need to relate to Him through a carbon expressed by the Beis HaMikdash offering this carbon in the morning and at night. There's no interruption to that awareness. I'm constantly required to be aware and to relate to God devotionally without interruption. The second time it appears, the Torah is adding a new layer, which is not only do you have an always awareness, but every day has a new set of obligation, a new set of challenges, a new set of opportunities, and each day is different. You're not doing today what you did yesterday, and you're not doing today what, you, what you're going to do tomorrow. You're doing today what today calls for. And that means uniquely the way you are today, the way the world is today, the way the challenges are for you today, the way your successes are today, all of that creates a formulation for today alone. So therefore, there's two dimensions to the carbon tumid. There's the always dimension, which is I don't ever, uh, in the ideal world, have a break. I don't take a break from God awareness. And then there is every day has a new level of sacrifice required from each of us because the carbon is offered on behalf of all of us. That carbon tamid ceased to be offered on the 17th of Thomas. That's one of the five tragedies of the 17th of Thomas, which kicks off the three weeks. That, that there was no longer the carbon tamid. What did we lose? What was the catastrophe? The catastrophe was that we lost the immediacy of these two ideas. We lost the immediacy, the palpable reality that God is in my life always, and that I'm aware of him always, and the palpable reality 
that each day I have a responsibility to serve him newly, in a new way, with new challenges, with new strengths, with, with new awareness, with new creativity, depending on what the circumstances are. That's what was lost. We still agree with the idea. I think as I say these ideas, you probably can relate to them. But you don't relate to them as absolutely reality, the way you relate, say, to uh, gravity, which is it's so real to you that you don't even think about it. And when we had a base in Mikdash and we lived this way and we offered a carbon tumid morning and evening, we experienced a whole new level of awareness of God in our lives, the constants of God's presence, and also the newness of each day and our obligation to serve him and discover him in a new way and bring him into the world. That's what was lost on the 17th of Thomas, among other things. And that's what the three weeks is about. The three weeks is about recognizing that we, as a people, have an obligation to bring God awareness into the world. And these two dimensions are both expressed in the carbon tumid. It's almost as if there's two separate sacrifices embodied in one uh, ritual, the carbon tumid. The constants and the daily newness. And we lost this full awareness on the 17th of Thomas. And what we're now grieving for is that we realize that we are failing in our mission to be able to be aware of this and to bring this kind of awareness to the world. And that's the work that we have to do during this period of time, is try to reconstruct that, try to internalize these two different dimensions. Interestingly enough, in the Musaf Kedusha on Shabbos, we say, um, uh, He is our God, He is our Father, He is our King. Um, he is our Savior, uh, and we say in the Musaf that the Jewish people says Shema Pa'amayim B'chol Yom Tamid twice, every day, always. So what does that mean, every day, always? If it's every day, of course it's always, and if it's always, it's every day. But I'm suggesting that we're, the sitter is hinting at this idea that we always are aware of God through Shema, but every time we say Shema, we're discovering something new. We're taking new ground. We're meeting a new challenge. We're uh, fending off a, ch- a distraction or whatever it is, but something new every single time. So there's two dimensions to that. There's always and there's every day. Be well.